Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Isabella Williams, and this is Just Musings. I do want to start this episode by saying there is a huge trigger warning multiple times throughout this episode. My friend Georgia and I talk about our struggles with anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and intrusive thoughts. We go pretty in-depth and talk really descriptively at some points about suicidal thoughts, so if you struggle with that or if this is a difficult time of year for you, I would recommend skipping this episode and listening to something that might be a little happier or more encouraging. Where this discussion is really good and really encouraging to us and we really enjoyed talking about these things, it does not negate the fact that it can be really hard to listen to other people's stories. So again, if you're having a hard time, don't feel bad about clicking off. You can listen to this some other time. The podcast is all about mental health, wellness, and sharing our stories, but that doesn't mean that it is always super happy and exciting. Sometimes we will have really hard discussions, and although this podcast is really funny at some points and really encouraging, it's really real and raw. So enjoy and sit back, listen to us banter and talk all about our lives, our struggles, and where we are today. All right, so the first question I have is what do you do for a living and what are you studying? Okay, so I feel like let me just state my age. So I think that will just like set the tone of who we are as okay. <laughs> so, I'm 27. Whoop. Yeah, so I'm the older I'm the older one. It doesn't feel older mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> um so I was in preschool and childcare. So since I left high school, it was daycares, it was nannying, and then I worked in preschool. Now that I'm back at college at Towson studying deaf studies and using American Sign Language, I just have a part-time job um, at like a local home decor store. Nice. So. Fantastic. I am studying, not sure because <laughs> i'm like wait you guys probably know i'm like waiting for audition periods to open up but hopefully music and then i also work at a retail store i work at anthropology fun fun okay what do you like most about what you study and what you do at work and what do you like least about it i'm gonna start with my job because it's new so I really didn't know what to expect from being in at the store because I have such a history of just childcare. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess like the the thing I like most is not having to be responsible. Mm-hmm. The many little people, like little children's feelings, and trying to keep them all together and <laughs> just looking after them. Yeah, like I have like a new independence at work yeah (laughs) and don't get me wrong I love working with kids and I loved being a preschool teacher but at this job I'm working with adults I'm I get to decorate the store I get to help people with design I'm checking people out meeting new people I have this like freedom in a sense what I least like about it is there are some rude people in the world. And I had my first experience with a rude customer. So that's probably like the only thing I don't like so far. But yeah, when it comes to education, so I've been learning ASL, American Sign Language, for the past five years. I would say that's like my favorite part. This language is just amazing and beautiful. And you meet so many amazing people within the deaf community and their culture. It's just been, it's been an eye opener, the perspective, like the, my change of perspective from deaf culture into what we know as like the hearing world. And it's such an amazing community. The hard part, though, is <laughs> this language can be very difficult to learn at times. And if you are not keeping up with it, I guess like any other language, you will lose it. But this language involves 
body movement, facial expression, hand classifiers, like there's so much to it. And there's a different grammar. So I just got to stay on top of like practicing the language and keeping up with my skills. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult, but it's just amazing. I love it. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. I'm really glad. I like, I think it's nice to hear about people who are studying something and working in something different sometimes because the reality is that's a lot of what you're going to do for a little bit. Yes. And you want to work towards something that you want to be passionate about. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like only being told to be a teacher. Like, that's what I should just do. Mm. And I just, I didn't, in some ways I feel drawn to it. In other ways, though, I like what I'm doing with my deaf studies major. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've watched my parents just stay in one career their whole lives, and they weren't really passionate about it. And I don't want that. I want to get up and love going to work. (laughs) Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I really, whatever I do, I want to make sure that I enjoy it. Because if I enjoy it, then I impact the people around me positively, you know? Yes. If you don't enjoy it, it's like not fun for you, but then it's not fun for everyone else. Okay, so I talk about coffee probably like subconscious, subconsciously <laughs> in every single episode. Um, I drink coffee every single day. Georgia was there when I was a baby, 11-year-old, just allowed to drink coffee, which is yeah, kind of weird. Um, I got to add, though, just a little snippet, if you will, mm-hmm. that um, they should know the truth about you <laughs> and how she actually did not like coffee in the beginning. I didn't. So you didn't, and I was very disappointed. And oh gosh, I literally I- remember that because you asked me about <laughs> it, and I was like, no. And you were it, like, it, okay. It, it wasn't until you got that, like, uh, what was it, the cappuccino maker or machine you got from, like, a thrift store, mm-hmm. and you started getting, like, the fancy, like, oat milk and brown sugar and all that fancy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and only then was that when you, like, started, like, getting into coffee. Yeah, I think in the, like, I wonder if people will get this, in, like, the 2016, 2017, <laughs> like, teen culture, iced coffee became a thing. Um... And I, I have now I I have an addiction. So with that, what is your favorite coffee order? And do you prefer bagels or donuts? Oh my god. <laughs> so hard. So I might shock a lot of people. Because I feel like it's a thing now to just get coffee while you're out. Mm-hmm. I actually drink the majority of my coffee at home. Dude. And I keep very simple. Like black coffee with hazelnut cream or <laughs> sugar, sugar-free, no sugar, and it has to be hot. I do not like iced coffee. I love hot coffee. I will drink hot coffee in the summertime, but it's very simple. When I do go out, mm-hmm. my go-to is always a caramel macchiato. Mm-hmm. Mm, just makes me feel all, like, warm and cozy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the bagel or donut. See, I struggle with this question because, like, I feel like it depends on the day. I was just going to say that. Am I feeling sweet? Am I feeling savory? Is it from Panera Bread? Mm -hmm. Or is it from Dunkin' Donuts? Mm -hmm. Do I want just a plain bagel with cream cheese? Or do I want a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel? So, like, what am I feeling? If I had to pick from both though i think i would have to choose a bagel because there's so many options you could do yeah i i tend to agree with that i i'm like i've been made fun of for the donut choices i have because i like the plain (laughs) like original old-fashioned donut like glazed or like the straight like the pound cake ish yeah that one or like the blueberry one love the blueberry yeah I love I love a simple just glazed donut. Yeah, I'm not a big glazed donut girl. Oh, yeah. so good. As far as coffee, I don't think I've ever talked about my coffee order. 
I'm a big I feel like it changes. It does. I go through seasons. I um <laughs> like over the summer I was on a cold brew. I would get a cold brew with two pumps of coconut. What? Yeah, I loved it. I was really into it for like most of the summer. And then coconut. I shifted. I know. And then I shifted into like iced lattes. And now I'm back on a I've bought my own stuff to make coffee at home again. Um, because I was spending too much money. Mm. Um, and I've been on a pumpkin kick. Oh, yeah. just pumpkin, pumpkin creamer. Or, so there's a coffee shop near me where the coffee is so good. I'm excited to take you. And they make all of their syrups in-house. Mm. And they have a pumpkin syrup, but it doesn't taste like pumpkin spice. It actually tastes like pumpkin. I don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah, I can't get behind pumpkin spice latte season. I am not a pumpkin spice drinker. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big pumpkin. No, I shouldn't say that because I'll eat pumpkin muffins and like feel like I'm living my best life. But like, <laughs> when it comes to drinks, I can't do it. It's just, it, I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me. I can't do it. Like, I can do it at this coffee shop. I do not like Dunkin' Donuts coffee anymore. I think it's disgusting. Um, yeah, I yeah. I like, no. I like Starbucks, but very specific things. And also the um, caramel macchiato from there. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Now, I will, when it's Christmas even... I am always at Starbucks because I love their holiday flavors. Mm-hmm. My favorite is the caramel brulee. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that one's really good. Oh, I'm excited for that. It's going to be nice. <laughs> I'm really excited. Oh. Okay. What was your first impression of me when we first met 10 years ago? Is it 10? I, okay, wait. We I... met when I was 11. Yes. I'm turning. No. No. Were you 10 turning 11 or were you 11? I think I may have just turned 11, actually. Okay. Because I think you were at one of my birthday. Were you at my 12th? No, you were at my 11th, right? Ah, I want to say you were 11 and I was at, I was, I was at... I think I went to your 13th birthday. I think you're right. But I met you at 11. So when you were 11, I was 18, just turned 18. So, yeah. Talk about how far we've come. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking about that birthday. Like, one, I had a terrible time because I was really self-conscious because Matt was there. Um, And I fell in our (laughs) ditch. I was so upset because I had these, like, hideous skinny jeans that I thought were, like, so cute. And I <laughs> fell in the ditch and was, like, the only thing I have clean is, like, these homeschooler cargo pants. Oh, my God. The pants, I remember. Yes. Uh, not my uh, best moment. Oh, my goodness. And you always I... wore that turquoise hoodie. <laughs> yes. And you had a side braid. We have changed so much. Oh my god, the side braid. I cringe when I see those pictures. Really? <laughs> I cringe when I see pictures from me of that time. Oh my god. So, yeah. So, I mean, so Bella and I's friendship now might sound, I guess what you could say, normal girls in their 20s. Mm-hmm. But we weren't always that. No. So we met when she was very young. I was just like a young adult. And I was in a totally different place in my life from where I was now because we'll talk more about that because I was struggling with some mental health issues <laughs> um so we started out as just I just was like became a friend of her family it's so just like slowly meeting your like your siblings but I was mostly with your mom mm-hmm. like I hung out with your mom and and I guess Jack and Rachel and like everyone yeah and when we it wasn't until Bella turned I want to say like 15 16 is when we started like getting kind of like really close like yeah like you know how you young people would say vibing 
and then definitely by the time you were like 18 or like 17 18 like leading up to your call like early college years we were I would say very close like yeah best friend almost like a sister kind of situation like yeah I agree that's definitely how we feel like we are now definitely when as I got older like we always hung out because right you were like basically my babysitter yeah for a little while and we would hang out. I I remember the first time I met you. This is going to sound so dumb, but I was like, she has curly hair and I have curly hair. So she's curly. And so I think like I, I kind of saw someone that like kind of looked like me. Oh, she's cool. But I also, I do distinctly remember because like, you were 18 you were you were a teenager you were hanging out with matt and jack and they were older and it was like that awkward phase where yeah i was a middle schooler and you guys were high schoolers or like in college and didn't want to hang out with me yeah and i understand because the the kids that were my age that i hung out with were (laughs) yeah yeah, we get to talk about that another time (laughs) on another episode um yeah but there was like a weird age divide for a little bit and we definitely grew out of it so to answer your question my first impression was probably just like you were just a young a young girl like Mm -hmm. I didn't really think you watched me a lot like I noticed you would like always stare at me (laughs) and and I remember thinking why is this kid staring at me amazing (laughs) And this is at church, by the way. So most of our interactions at the time were at church on Sundays. Yeah. Until I invited to your house. <laughs> I was like, she's always staring at me. But I just thought you were just like a kid. It wasn't until your parents asked me to spend a night with you guys when, I don't know what they were doing. They were just, I guess, going out for a night, mm-hmm. overnight. So they asked me to stay with you guys to be the adult. <laughs> just, um. It wasn't until I think that sleepover is when I was like, oh, this little kid's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> we have a lot of similarities, you know? And uh, I think that's just what changed. So, like, first impression was just a little kid, but, you know, all things take time. Yeah. I think, too, like, you always were reading. I was mm. always reading. Um, you really, like disney stuff like i remember we watched the lion king together like stuff like that taylor swift obviously um yeah and also like you were from my area like you knew Mm -hmm. the culture i grew up in which at the time i would have been completely oblivious to that but um, (laughs) yeah it's just crazy because we really have gone through so much and changed so much so when i think about that time i'm like what I feel like we just, like, grew up together. Yeah. We really did. I think now it's been interesting because I'm ob- we're obviously further apart, so our friendship has changed over time. Um, Which they do in real life. But it's been really good. So what helps you when you're struggling with mental health and what mental health struggles have you had? Mm-hmm. Now it's time to talk about the good stuff. <laughs> the tea. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess I'll just go out and say it. So I'm glad you asked me onto this podcast because you're trying to do, you're trying to build, you know, positivity when it comes to talking about mental health, how it's not a scary, shameful thing to feel. So when I was a teenager, I want to say, like, starting around, like, 14, 15-ish, I um, had depression. I had bad anxiety. I was suicidal. So that's a mixture of all three. (laughs) Um, I struggled with obsessive thoughts and intrusive thoughts. Like, it was just, like, a never-ending cycle of just, like, being stuck in your head. Like, I feel like when it comes to mental health, mental health illness, like, it's like you're fighting yourself. Mm. Never think that you have to fight yourself on top of, like, other interactions you have yes. with oh people. Gosh. That's so funny that you say that because literally last night I was on the phone with Matt and we were just talking because I'm 
working through a lot of stuff I went through last year at school that was just like terrible and it's been a mental fight and I told he told me he was like you know does it really matter what people think about you like was that really wasted time because that's what I said and I was like you know what no I guess it wasn't but I have learned that my biggest enemy is myself yes and it's so true and that's why I struggle with the stigmas that are tied with mental health um because everyone's like what in my own experiences it was she's seeking attention she's just trying to get attention and it's like no I am seeking help because my own mind is trying to tear me down Mm -hmm. like how do you how do you grasp that yeah so it's like I'm not seeking attention I'm seeking like why am I feeling this way how do I not like attack myself like how do I not like oh that's what like gets me so trying to work through all that I mean I had the typical like antidepressants therapy that stuff didn't really work for me at the time and oh gosh like I remember last night we were briefly talking about like my past experiences Mm -hmm. And it's funny just like thinking back on it because I'm a totally different person from who I was to who I am now. Yeah. So back then, like, I'm going to bring up my Chloe. Mm. I think it's time. So Chloe is my beloved dog. <laughs> uh, she is a black lab border. Unfortunately, I had to put her down this summer. I We got her the summer before I turned 14. So she was a big part of my life mm-hmm. going through that as a teenager. She was like my emotional support dog. And like, I didn't even know it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was a huge factor in keeping me grounded. Like I had some buddy who loved seeing me <laughs> would cuddle with me, would share my pizza crust with. <laughs> I looked forward to seeing her. If I was really sad, like, the way that dog like could keep me grounded with my anxiety attacks it's just mm. I really like and I've mentioned this to you before just like a normal conversation like it's hard when I'm feeling this way and knowing I'm going home and she's not there yeah but I think it's just how you learn to cope and what works for you so back then Chloe was a big factor speaking speaking out like actually seeking help mm-hmm. and I don't mean help and just by seeing a therapist I think finding people yes. that will take the time to listen to you and just to let you talk they're not trying to fix you they're not trying to tell you what to do they're not trying to tell you to be happy they're listening to your feelings and they're just letting you be and they're not trying to tell you what to feel or what you're feeling is wrong. That's huge. I feel like so many people <laughs> tell them that you're struggling with something. And it's instantly like, oh, well, I've experienced blah, blah, blah. You're fine. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, well, you should do blah, blah, blah. And for a while with friendships, I used to think like, oh, I'm just reading into it. But that's not helpful when people do that. Even if they don't know, like... It's okay if someone's trying to be helpful and they don't know, but it's one thing when they're just like constantly disregarding how you're feeling. Yes. Yes. But I also think there are people when they do, so like, like you and I, as an example, we both share that we struggle with mental health and we both like to vent to each other if I'm having like in class a few weeks ago I was texting him like oh my god I'm having an anxiety attack in the middle of class so what am I gonna do mm-hmm. and he was just like you're okay take breath try a mint like you were trying to calm me down and it's like there are people who you can literally ask for help and you want their advice yeah but I feel like there's a mutual yeah shared experience you and I have so like we can ask for advice Mm -hmm. so like I really think when it comes to seeking help it's to like find your allies find Mm -hmm. your people that have those shared experiences 
And even if they can't offer shared experiences, there are people who will listen to you and validate how you feel. I feel like your mom was huge in that for me. Mm-hmm. She might not have a shared experience, but she would validate my feelings and tell me it's okay. Yeah. And just and you're, knowing... You're not wrong. You're not a bad person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, just knowing you have someone, like, I... um. I got lost in like my, my it's kind of funny. I got lost on campus in this building because there were two sides of it with two different fifth floors. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find it and I was freaking out. Like I was late for an exam. I had to reschedule because I had like been sick and it was like I was freaking out cuz I was like I'm going to be 15 minutes late. And he's not going to let me take this exam. And um, I texted Georgia freaking out. And she was like, just calm down. It's okay. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, you're not being deliberately like, I'm just going to get lost. Like, no, you genuinely got confused and lost, which is common. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, just having someone to be able to go to with small things. Yes. And big things, too. Um, right. Well, yeah, you know, for me, this season's very hard. Mm -hmm. So you check in more because you just remember that this is a very triggering season for me. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I would say my first suicidal thought happened in November. So like this season is like getting, it's like very, like I'm very anxious. Like I know it's like I'm, (laughs) what do they get? You know those phantom pains? I feel like I experienced phantom pains of like what I went through yeah that's so interesting because I leading up to I was like September time leading into (laughs) like end of August leading into this time of year I was so anxious I was like waking up in the middle of the night because I had to like I would wake up and start warning Matt physically Mm. warning him of something and then I wouldn't know what it was and I would be like, oh, I don't I don't know what that was. And I was talking to my therapist about it because it was scaring me. And she was like, has something really difficult in your life happened this time of year before? And I was like, yeah, um, something really triggering and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, sometimes subconsciously you won't even know, but it becomes a, a trigger for you. Like it becomes oh. the... the leaves move and rustle and maybe that was the same thing you heard when that happened um and it never dawned on me that there's probably things around me that I just don't even know are um like difficult yeah and like being mm. able to you know like my big thing was she was like just because you're feeling this way doesn't mean something bad is gonna happen yes and I was like Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I tell myself that all the time. Like I have gone through seasons that have been really, really hard, but I've always gotten through them. Yes. And I think, yes, that's huge to like bounce back to that question. Like just to know that you can be stronger than what Mm -hmm. you're feeling. And I think a lot of people who struggle with mental health, they don't think they are. And I just want to tell the world that you are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but seek the help you need. If you don't know what you need, talk to someone and see if they can guide you. Yeah. Mm. I feel like too, so many people know they need help and they don't want to put work into getting better because it is such a scary vulnerable thing and I definitely dealt with that like right after I got to college because I had gone through a lot of therapy leading up to it and when I got there I was like it takes time and vulnerability to even confront those emotions that I have yeah and even just knowing like yes it is really hard because you know, I feel like some people are like, just go to therapy or just like smile. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's going to be okay tomorrow or whatever. It's like, it is really, really hard. And making yourself mm-hmm. do it is like the hardest battle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Definitely, definitely a difficult thing, I think. 
Yeah. I think last time we talked about this, you asked me how I like, what do I do mm-hmm. when I'm feeling these moments? How do I cope? And I think I mentioned something about phases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I was a teen going through all this, I would uh, play with, snuggle with my dog. And I love watching sad stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, if you ask me, like, what's the best way, like, I, I get out of my sad feeling, I'll put on something that makes me sob like a baby. <laughs> it's like, that's probably like the, the, you don't want to encourage someone to watch something sad. But, like, for me, I would put on Titanic or The Lion King. And yes, I cry in The Lion King. And I will, <laughs> I will do it's okay. <laughs> I will cry. And just getting all that out mm-hmm. was such a relief for me. You have no idea. Now, you know, the next phase was more like, yes, I like watching sad stuff, but, like, I kind of, like, grew out of that a little bit. Mm. I really like to listen to music, um, not with um, words, instrumental. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying to find, like, a... Like, I've become very anxious since Chloe's passed. So I'm trying to find, like, a new coping. I'm trying to learn yeah. a new coping. So one thing that's been big was just communicating with you. That's been very helpful. And just trying to take time to have, like, I don't want to say meditate because I've never been good at meditating. <laughs> I'm not good at standing still and just, like, sitting. Like, I've been learning to take deep breaths and trying to, like, bring myself back to reality in a minute like that you're what you're feeling is not you you will get through it you will get past it so trying to do that but I think um when it comes to how you cope I think it depends on what works for you yeah and you have to try a lot I think I've had to learn through like I I've been a lot better recently but I used to get horrible panic attacks like Mm-hmm. Um, and it started really young. I started getting them when I was like nine years old. Yeah. And my parents didn't know what it was. And like, I remember um, there'd be situations where I would feel like I was in slow motion and everything around me was going really fast. Mm-hmm. And I would like go to reach for an object and it would feel like I was like crawling through time. And wow. I mentioned it and I all of these symptoms started coming back shortly after my grandmother passed away, mm. which was, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, so I started going to therapy for the first time because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm having you know these panic attacks all the time where I literally feel like I'm watching myself. Um, and she was like, oh, these are symptoms of PTSD. And mm. even just having someone say, oh, this is a normal, you know, a normal response yeah. to trauma. And here's some things to do is really great. But I was so overwhelmed because she gave me so much. I was like, I don't know. So you just have to try so much. So being able to find what works for you. And to know yourself, which mm-hmm. I know can be hard when you're struggling. But just try to like remember that self yeah. that you are. Yeah. Music like- is a big one for me. And like, and like we say, like it changes, mm-hmm. like therapy didn't work for me then, but I'm considering it now mm-hmm. because it's feeling too big, Yeah. but I'm acknowledging it. I'm not, some days I want to, I want to dwell and like, you know, be cocoon, but it's like, <laughs> I have learned through this whole mental health journey. If I have to come to that, I'm going to go right back into yeah. that abyss and I would and I know that might be hard for some people to hear because they still might be stuck in that abyss. Yeah. But there is a way out. Yeah. And it's okay to take your time. And there are some days I remember where I would have a really hard time. I would have panic attacks so bad that the next day I'd be physically exhausted. Yeah. And I yeah. just need a day to recover. Mm-hmm. And. and- okay okay yeah like that's okay that's it's an intense thing that you're experiencing um and having you know i know not everyone has someone they can go to but trying to find that support system or things that calm them down or help them um 
it can be anything. It can really mm-hmm. be anything. Like for me, now I go on walks. I'll make myself like a cup of tea. Um, like I really gravitate to warm and cozy things. Um, like a hot shower. Mm. You know, just finding things that calm you down. And this sounds weird, but like embracing that, I guess. I would have to say the same thing. Yeah. Like if I acknowledge what I'm feeling, I definitely can like push myself through it. Yeah. Like if I'm like, oh, I am freaking out right now. Yes. What can I do? You know, training yourself to respond, like recognize what's happening enough to be able to respond. Because that was the biggest thing for me was I would start having a panic attack and I didn't know how to recognize the symptoms. Mm. And then I didn't know what to do and it was too late and I was like sobbing my eyes out and you know matt would be there i would go to i would go downstairs and wake matt up and i'd be like hey i'm freaking out and he would be half awake and be like oh. <laughs> i just sit there and cry this is super morbid and probably not helpful um but i got through that so there's this another side to everything yes okay i feel like all this is really really good but what would you tell your 22 or 20 year old self younger self i love the 22 and the randomness of that specific number i know i don't know where that came from i'm literally looking at 20 on my list and i was like 22 i don't know um what would i tell my younger self (sighs) i would probably tell myself to calm down (laughs) to try to calm down and I know that like sounds I don't know if that comes off as harsh but if you knew me I can be very paranoid I could be very trapped in my own feelings and I feel like what I needed to hear most when I was young was just to like calm take time to take time to process because I'm one that just kind of like acts I don't think I don't I act first I would definitely tell my younger self to calm, try to calm. And I feel like what she would need to hear would be like, you are strong enough to overcome. I felt very weak, Mm. young. And I would have to tell her that you are strong and you grow stronger every day with the help of acknowledging what you're feeling, seeking help, even if it's just on a friend. And um, to just... Don't just to not give up. Yeah. It's easy, but like, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I'm still kind of young, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I would tell my younger self a similar thing. I think I would just say, you know, you don't need to take this so seriously. You can take the time to stop and figure it out. Yeah. Um, or just take time to just process things i think i personally i remember a time in high school i filled my schedule so much so i didn't have to think about things yes and i think i would tell myself you know if i could go back i'd be like hey let's schedule some alone time because you're gonna need that um yeah i especially with friends like friend drama growing up i think i would tell myself to stand up for myself more um, and to not put up with certain things and know how to respond to them. Like, it's not going to, like, destroy your world because this person, I don't know, said something about you. Yeah. I just want to jump back to um what you said about not taking this too seriously. And, and, and I'm not, like, trying to take away what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. But from my own experience, like, since I dealt briefly mm. with um, being suicidal, um, and for anybody who is feeling that way, you, you want to take that seriously. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I know you feel the same way, but I feel like since I mentioned it, I feel like I should, like, bring this to light. Yeah. Like, I'm not just pushing that aside because no. that was yeah. that serious time. But it was brief because I feel like people just think, like, suicide like they just want to kill themselves mm. but what we were talking about last night was it wasn't like a 
sense of just killing Bob's body. It was me feeling untethered mm. to myself. I was feeling untethered to this world, to this, to these people. Like I felt so foggy, and I, you feel so hopeless. It's like, is this what? Is this how my life is supposed to be? It was never just about going away. It was just trying to escape this feeling. Yeah. So I feel like when it comes to that, it's something I would want everyone to take seriously. And for people, if they have friends like that or family members like that, it's like the best thing you can do is to reach out to them and to show them that, like, they're not trapped in this fog. Yeah. Definitely just to be with them and just like, it's not about just a simple act. It's much more about feeling mm-hmm. empty. I just, that's, when I look back, that's all I felt. And what got me out of that was just, I don't even know. Like my mom told me once, like leaving Christmas Eve party, like, you know, she was like slightly like all tipsy, <laughs> <laughs> like never said anything. Like, um, but she said something like, like, you're my baby girl. And she doesn't say really sentimental things. But, like, I'm like her baby girl. Like, I have a sister. And she was like, you know, like, I'm like the world to her and blah, 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 blah. Like, you're mine. So, like, that kind of, like, snapped like a little, like, uh, what's that called? A little the clock that moves. What's it called? Can't picture it. I, I can't. Oh, oh my gosh, that's gonna. Be I'll say a switch, like a like a switch. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I got like a little gr- glimpse of like reality. Mm. <laughs> so like, and then I just kept like building off on that. Mm-hmm. And people like I met your family, your parents, and like I kind of like reminded myself like, oh, I'm Georgia. Like I'm, mm. I am someone. <laughs> I do have interest in likes and everything. So I just, I just, I just want to make that clear. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I want to in that away. It's just. No, I agree. And it's something I hope no one feels, but, you know, people struggle with that, you know? Yeah. It's interesting you said empty because I just want to clarify. I have never struggled with depression or suicidal thoughts. I've struggled with PTSD yeah severe anxiety like severe anxiety disorder um from traumatic injury growing up and Mm -hmm. that you know I I also went through some other things that attributed to it and made it worse but it's interesting because I wouldn't say that I felt empty I felt too much Mm, and I didn't know what to do with it and it was like I felt like the world was just crushing in on me um and you take on people's feelings, yeah. too. And I had friends who had some really rough circumstances growing up. And it's interesting you say you feel empty because I think that's just a good like distinction between anxiety and depression. Maybe someone experiencing anxiety or depression feels a different way. but Everyone's different yeah. in their journey. Yeah. And I, I wish I could have told myself, like, I needed to take those symptoms seriously. You're right. Right. Because I would question, like, oh, maybe this is normal. It's not. It's something that you need help with. But I wish I could tell myself, too, like, as someone who, like, was constantly worried and concerned about every tiny little thing, to just take (laughs) a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, take myself less seriously in that, like, you don't need to pick apart this one interaction with this one person because you're worried mm. it's going to destroy your life. Like, that's, like, okay, let's yeah. calm down. <laughs> um, but that's, like, the anxiety. That's, like, the... Mm-hmm. That's what, like it says, like, mental health, it feels like you're fighting your own mind. Which is why I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because I feel like the more we talk about it, the more people will understand. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not just this this like uh horrible thing like we can't talk about because it's just like it, people don't get it but if we talk about it more and we make it safe to do so i feel like more people who listen or read about shared experiences will feel comfortable to talk about it and to seek help and not feel like they can't 
Yeah. And my family, my family didn't really, I was kind of alone. I kind of had to do it myself, unfortunately. I love my family, but I had to go to my parents and I was like, I don't care what you say. I'm doing, I'm going into therapy. I'm doing it. And you got to know what you need. And I, like, unfortunately I had to do it my, myself. I think, I don't think they knew what to do. Cause I, cause no one talked about, I have an older family. So like my parents had me late. They grew up in the, they were like kids and teens in the sixties and seventies when I was very unlikely to talk about mental health. Like it wasn't a thing. So like, I think when they found out like about me, they, I don't think they knew what to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of just, they just kind of like, I guess I thought they were walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I just had to like, get through it myself and I know they love me I don't doubt that I just think they just did not know what to do and so like the more people know about it I think the more we could help each other as a whole I agree 100% I also think and this is where our childhoods were different in a way my parents were like crunchy granola Christians in the 90s (laughs) crunchy granola (laughs) so like i grew up with a a very like hippy dippy childhood for sure like my grandparents lived in a commune like that's just who they were so mental health was more like a different what your grandparents were in it and that that was my parents (laughs) Yeah, really? Oh my god. Let's talk about our age difference again. That's hilarious. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't even think about that. What? Well, my parents were 40 when they had us, so like it kind of makes yeah. sense. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my mom, my mom, I love my parents so much. And they've grown a lot in this. I've had really wonderful conversations with them. Yeah. As yeah. they've gotten older. And See, when we talk about mm-hmm. it, people start to get it. Yeah. And like, it's almost like they're just missing parts of the puzzle, too. Oh, it's almost there, but they're just missing like one thing. Um, yeah, so it's it's been really great to talk to other people about it too, and it's made me more conscious of what I'm struggling in myself. And talking to other people takes the fear away from it because you know you're not alone, right? And I think huge, mm-hmm. and like. If I was younger and in high school and I had someone talking about, yeah, I was injured when I was really young and it is really hard to go through and it's something I struggle with every day, that would have helped me so much. Because I constantly was covering up, oh, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Like, this is normal. And no, I was struggling a lot. Yeah, so I have a question for you. Yes. So... I know when we met when you were younger, we didn't really talk about mental health, mm-hmm. but I feel like I started to. So I, I didn't have a person mm. to kind of rely on. I want to know if in our own friendship, have my experience shaped how you deal with things? Like, am I a person that you could have, that you have maybe? Because I know we have, but <laughs> would yeah, you say that? That's a really good question. I think at first I was kind of like, I knew you struggled with stuff, but I didn't really know in what context. Because I didn't Yeah, and my mom, like, I remember you staying up really late talking to my mom and her always being there for you. And I kind of kept my distance, kind of, because my mom was like, you cannot be nosy. <laughs> I literally had, like, my mom had to have a conversation with me about a babysitter because I was so nosy about her life. Um, and she was going through some stuff and my mom was like, you can't ask those questions because it can be really hurtful. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. Because um, I didn't. I generally was just really curious. So I kept my distance. Um, I think as I got older and started recognizing the struggles I had, I start. I just found myself gravitating more to you because I knew you understood. So I think indirectly, yes. And then as I've gotten older... Being able to talk to you about it has been really helpful. But honestly, just because you were open about it and I knew. Mm. I had, uh, yeah. Like, I had other people. I had a cousin who was like, 
um, really encouraging me to go to therapy, but she was also very demeaning and hurtful and, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other word, very inconsiderate with it. It was almost like you need to go to therapy because yeah, this, it was just not, it wasn't productive. And it was the same with, I had another friend who would be like, you need to go to therapy and take meds. Cause that's what I do. And it literally didn't help her. She got worse. So seeing someone who went through it and succeeded, I was like, well, I'm going to go to that person. Um, and I think part of it is you were just the most honest about it. You weren't fake about it. And I think I also saw you go through some similar struggles. So I was yeah. like, that person or you, you're going to understand this. Um, and it wasn't self-motivated. I think all the other people that were like telling me to go take care of myself, it was because they wanted to feel better about themselves. You mm. waited until it went to you. Yes. And I think that's huge because no one I don't... wants you to be in their face all the time. Like, take care of yeah. this. It's really annoying me, you know? People will talk to you when they're ready to talk and when they feel safe to do so. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to push people. If I sent something, I will just simply say I'm here (laughs) and when they're ready and vice versa like I know who I can talk to if I ever need to yeah so like I've I've been struggling with school this quarter and Georgia (laughs) asked me and it was like we've both have been having a time with school um and Georgia was like I just wanted to follow up and make sure like you knew if you didn't want to do this I'm there for you and if you do I'm also there for you and I needed that so much because I was like oh, okay, I have that person and that support. And it wasn't prompted by anything, so. (laughs) Okay, the infamous question I ask every episode, what are the three small things or big thing that brought you joy this week? Hmm. So I think I've mentioned before the look of the leaves. Hmm. Today I'm going to go with the sound of the leaves. Ooh. I love when you walk and you hear the crunch of the leaves on the ground. Yes. And so, like, during the summer and spring seasons, when the wind rustles the leaves, it, to me, sounds like, the like, waves. But in... I've never... That's so nice. Okay, sorry. In the fall, though, they get crisp, and it's just, like, almost metallic-sounding, and it's just, like, so satisfying to my ears. (laughs) Like, today is kind of a windy day, so when I was walking, like, the Towson grounds, like, I just hearing the crunches and then, like, like just seeing them fall down, like, oh, just, just, I just feel all cozy and warm and happy. <laughs> the second thing I would have to say is <laughs> I picked up my nephew, RJ, from school to go to a dentist appointment. <laughs> he found a post-it note <laughs> in my car random and he folded it into a little hat and he put it on his head and he made himself in my view in my rear view mirror and he's like look Georgia I made a little hat <laughs> I was like it's so random but it's so you it's <laughs> so me <laughs> like, just seeing myself in them just it's just so funny the third thing would have to be <laughs> Oh, you know what? Third one. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to be cheesy and be that person, but I'm actually going to say just having this conversation with you. Oh, really? really? Yes. That makes me so happy. I'm going to have to throw that in mind too. That'll be my first one. I like, I love that we can have, like, I think that's part of the beauty of this podcast is just having such focused conversations. Yes. It really grows a friendship. Like picking a topic mm. and being like, we're going to talk about this in a very focused way. And we can talk about some random things. Yes. <laughs> that is very true. I think my second thing, Matt is out of town this week, which makes me very sad. But he went crazy at the grocery store and bought me a ton of food and snacks because he was really Ooh. concerned. Um, amazing (laughs) so i got the butternut squash mac and cheese 
on Trader Joe's. Twitter? I said Twitter. Whoa. Trader Joe's. Let me tell you at first, like, I took it out of the package because it's when you put in the oven or the microwave. I put mine in the oven. And I was like, this looks really suspicious. <laughs> it was so good. It was mm-hmm. restaurant level good. Wow. I, Trader Joe's, they can have some good stuff. I recommend getting it. It made me very happy. Um, yes, 10 out of 10. And then my brothers are coming in town this weekend, or tomorrow, rather. Um, I have never, like, they've never visited me out here. They've never been to a city. Um, and I'm just so excited. They're going to be like, what? so confused. Like, I wish I could just insert a picture of where we grew up it was literally a cornfield and i am not exaggerating i grew up you can walk outside and be in a cornfield she's not she's it's true it's so true so they've never been to a city like they've been to baltimore baltimore i'm sorry if you're from baltimore baltimore kind of sucks a little bit in my mind um (laughs) it's just not a city it's a fake city and it's like i don't feel safe in baltimore I feel safe in Chicago. I feel safer in Chicago. Our, our one train ride. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, oh, I, I get your point that Baltimore is very different from Chicago. I feel very. Like Baltimore, it takes three seconds and you're, you're in a terrible area. Chicago, you you kind of know the areas like right away. Um, There's so much to do in that city too. Like, if the boys are gonna have like, yeah. it's gonna take. They're gonna be processing a lot. Yeah, I know. They're going to be really overstimulated. Every time someone visits from my hometown, they're always, like, exhausted after. I, I was exhausted yeah. from my trip. So, yeah. I feel like, I, though, I think next time you visit, because I live in a more neighborhood area, mm. you'll feel more comfortable. Yeah. For sure. And hopefully no one will, like, get in a knife fight <laughs> on a train. <laughs> that won't happen again. <laughs> The fact that you were just so nonchalant about it and the woman eating a granola bar. <laughs> okay, quick story time. When Georgia first visited Chicago, if you're from Chicago, you know the red line train is terrible. We were at the Chicago stop on the red line train and there's like a ton of people and there's these two older guys fighting. And one whips out a knife. Long story short, they're, they're having this little knife fight. And my husband, who was my fiance at the time, always need to be a hero i love you matt but he (laughs) ran into a crowd like he ran away to go get help and i was like bro no i don't want you to die (laughs) georgia's freaking out because she's like there's a knife fight going on in front of her she's never seen that before i've i've there was no exit the only exit was towards them yeah and everyone rushed the exit everyone everyone was just being dumb i'm sorry i like they were freaking Mm -hmm. out and i georgia was like what do we do what do we do what do we do and i was like eh we're fine. And she was like, she did, she did nothing. And then there was a woman next to us just casually eating a granola bar. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, like, in love with a granola bar. And I'm like, this is how I end. This is how I end. <laughs> See, if you know the subway, a lot of them, you can like squeeze behind the little barrier and like walk down it to get to the next stop. So oh. I'm thinking if we can't get to the exit, I'm taking you there. Right. Because, like, <laughs> you know, or I'm just going to get in a corner and, like, pray that I can <clears throat> fight these guys. <laughs> it was interesting. And the fact that people were, like, the thing that made me mad about it was no one did anything. Matt was the only one that did something. Everyone was just filming it. I feel like that's like what you said. Like it's such like it can be such a norm. It's yeah, like it is. Deep. I've learned now to take the time. Like one time I was on the train and a woman sat next to me and she was like, she was older. She was probably your age actually, and she was like, um, she was older than me, and she was like, just so you know, this guy's like staring at your phone and looking at everything you're doing. I'm just gonna make sure you're okay. So, oh, I've kind of learned, like, if I see girls in a sketchy situation out here, I'll just be like, do you want me to sit with you? And most of the time, they're like, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That is really nice. 
Well, this has been a great chat. I really yeah. I'm excited for our future episodes. Stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for future episodes. If you have anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Even if it's really random, we can talk about it. Because we love spilling the tea. We love spilling the tea. Also, if you feel the need to anonymously anonymously drop like friend drama or relationship <laughs> drama and that you need advice on. Healthy debate. <laughs> Yeah, healthy debate. We'd have so much fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I have so much fun recording these with my friends, guests, and I have so many episodes scheduled and ready to go. I'm really excited to keep doing this and sharing what I'm passionate about with others and I really would not be able to do that without you so thank you so much you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and even Google go ahead and follow us on Instagram if you'd like if you have anything you'd like us to talk about or anything to discuss any tea feel free to send it to me or drop it in a story when I ask and I will absolutely feature you and we can answer your questions thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next Monday